Joseph awoke, he did, as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took his wife and his two The gospel of the Lord, today's gospel and first reading are just packed full of things. I'm sure they sound familiar.
other codes that were allowed by the law or dictated by the law. He could divorce her. Divorce only took the witness of two people, so it was not totally binding. And that's what he did. Then the Lord appears to him in a dream. Does this remind you of an Old Testament figure? A dreamer named Joseph? God revealed his will. And what we hear in the Old Testament often prefigures what's happening in the New Testament. And the will of God is that Joseph should take Mary and be sold and not divorce her. And that he should name the child. Right? Mary said yes to God already. We hear that in Luke's Gospel. To conceive and give birth. But Joseph is invited to say yes here because by naming the child, that means he is adopting the child. So he names him to take Mary. And so Joseph is being invited to fully be invested, not just roll up to somebody else's job, to take full responsibility and admit him to Mary. And it goes on to say that it's in fulfillment of what the prophet said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. This idea that Matthew is trying to point out, and he does it over and over, is that what is happening in Jesus has been foretold already through the prophets. Now think of this, this is just miraculous, incredible. Christianity is the only religion that was announced beforehand by God. Right? God giving us a prophet, trying to get us through by telling us what's going to happen before it can get to us. Powerful. Now this particular passage we hear in the first reading. There's a little teaching i got to do here. King Ahaz is a good person. He's trying to do what's right. And he is the king of the southern nation, Judah, and of the northern nation, Israel. And they used to be right part of the same tribe, but they had a family quarrel and their individual ancestors. And so now Ahaz in the south is afraid that the north is going to attack them. And so what he does is he makes an alliance with Isaiah the prophet is saying, Ahaz, don't do this. It's not a good idea. God wants you to trust in him. And he'll make this work out. So the prophet just asks for a sign. Don't you know you've heard this maybe? Doesn't ask God for a sign. He's giving tempers. God, God is saying, ask for a sign in this. But Ahaz refuses. False religiosity, or false religiosity, going to cost him his life. Why not? Bottom line is he really doesn't want to hear the answer. He, a lot like you and I, I think, wants to rely on his own strength. I'm not going to be weak, trust in God, and do nothing because I have patience. I'm going to solve this thing. So he makes an alliance with Assyria. Really, the cause of all of this north famine. Assyria then makes Judah the southern kingdom a slave or vassal state to have to do whatever Assyria says. Now, because Judah will no longer defend the north, Assyria attacks the north. And the north 
like Adam and Eve, thinking, I know better than God. I don't trust God to know I'm going to work it out my way. God's will, if I can find one crazy thing, 
here's what often happens. Not all of us really do God's will. Isn't that a terrible thing to say? But it's helpful to admit it. Let me show you what I mean. I need to explain it. That circle is the sphere of our life, right? That chair can represent two things. It can represent the throne. He's really the king of our life. It can also represent the driver's seat of our car. That is a picture of me. And I can be in charge of my own life, right? And God can be outside of my sphere. another way that we sometimes live, and I think myself included, most of us do. You see, we can bring God into our sphere of life. He can be a part of our life. He can be in the car in one of the passenger seats. We might talk to him from time to time. There might be some areas of our life that we allow him to speak into it as well. But who's still in charge? Who decides when it's my will or God's will? of God's will is just one thing, but God's will is many different areas of our life. If you follow the ten, most of us try to do that. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt But God's will is meant to go into every area of our life. Who we marry, the job we take, how we spend our free time, who our friends are, Both are difficult, but both good and faithful. Let us 
even if it doesn't turn out the way I expect it to turn out ever. I'm also not naive either. I look around the world, people suffer tremendously in God's will. And it is true. Not always is doing God's will going to be successful in the will of God. Look at Saints. Look at the martyrs. Difficult life, being a perfect 